Welcome to Real Eyes Realize. This is a podcast where we feature everyday people making ripple effects, actualizing love in their families, communities, and in our world at large. That's why we call it Real Eyes. So we welcome each guest on the show with the intent to create positive change in our world. And as a listener, you can do so by listening and taking action in your own world. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. And here we go. Okay, so today's guest, we have a gentleman by the name of Lonel Graham. Here is his bio. So Lonel grew up in the Midwest. He was born in St. Louis and spent most of his childhood, childhood young adult years in Kansas City. After graduating from Rockhurst University, he and his college sweetheart moved to San Jose, California, where there they got married, earned a living as an insurance broker and started a family. After feeling unfulfilled in the corporate sector, he became a stay at home dad to his two children. He also discovered yoga and a new purpose in his life. Lonel was a paraprofessional and substitute teacher in the Kansas City and San Jose school districts and have always felt a calling towards being a civil servant. His dedication to the youth and teaching inspired his career as a yoga instructor. Now living in Houston, Texas, he can be found teaching yoga at various gyms and studios and is an active member of his community. Can you tell us and the listeners a little bit about how education has played a role in your life? Well, uh, from a very young age, um, my mother always instilled in, in myself and my brother and sister uh, to get your, get your education, get a college degree. Um, she was from a family where um, she was the only one of five brothers and sisters to um, to graduate high school uh, and also go on to graduate college. So she immediately saw the benefit in that. And just growing up with her and that that foundation, it just it just stuck. And it was something that I knew that it wasn't it it wasn't one of those things where you get to decide if you if you go on to do it. It just had to be done. Um, and, uh, it, she, she did that with all, all three of us and, you know, having that education and, and being, um, coming from a mother who has seen the other side of not having an education, seeing that, um, she knew exactly what her plan was for us. You know, it's, it's just about never stop learning. That was the key. You always have to be pushing forward, always have to be making yourself better. And, and well, it sounds you. like it sounds like you've got a lot of inner inner fire, right, to keep motivating you. But were there any influencers or um, supporters or mentors along the way that also supported that inner fire? Um, <clears throat> I did have I did have uh, a mentor when I was in. When I was in high school, he became a really big part of my life. Um, his name is uh, uh, Sean Thompson, and he was he was a teacher in the Kansas City uh, Public School District, and he was a friend of my mom. and And he turned out to be much more than that. Uh, he turned out to be another father figure for me. Um, my my parents were divorced. Uh, so I 
was I stayed in constant contact with my dad, but he lived in St. Louis and um, and Sean just became just a sounding board for me. Uh, someone that I didn't have to worry about him judging me. I could just mm. say what I wanted to say um, and, and just be me. Uh, and he would kind of push me in certain directions. Um, he was, he was, he was special. He really was. Mm. He, um, he was one of those people and not everybody, I, I think people get one or two people in their lives that kind of affect them in this way. But um, I found out after after he passed at an early age, I found out that he was that guy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his going to his funeral, I didn't realize that the impact that I got from him was being shared by thousands of people. Um, And it was just, it was an eye-opening thing, but he was one of those people that, um, you know, I I can talk about those, those things that you can't talk about, (laughs) the subjects you can't talk about with your parents, (laughs) you know, and I can trust (laughs) him. Someone like that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and he always gave me good advice. Um, uh, and he just um, he, he just showed me how he showed me how to be a man. Um, what a legacy he left with yeah, having yeah. so many, you know, gathered at his you know, celebration of life. And perhaps that sparked something in you, um, because I, I remember, you know, another thing that really stood out to me about what you said was you you had this moment in your life where you you kind of felt. Hmm, I, I, I want to make an impact even greater than what I'm making right now. Um, and we want to explore what it takes from some from that feeling to taking action. And we call it the spark. Um, and so I'd love for I'm going to pass the torch to Christina um, because we want to explore what it what you know, is it the mentor? Is it the internal drive, the fire? Um, is it is it the influences of our childhood or is it that feeling of like, huh, I need to do this. And so we want to explore that moment, um, the spark that that made you take that next step. So, Christina. Well, so I think this is exactly um, well, like kind of taking us from past influences to what you are up to today in the mm-hmm. here and now. So you are a stay-at-home dad, you're a substitute teacher, you teach yoga all the way across Texas. Um, You just actually ran for a position with regards to the school board. So what we're seeing is this spark in you to like get involved. And I'm curious, um, what is it for you that compels you to want to get involved more versus just talking about it or thinking about it would be great. You're in it. Well, so... I think the the biggest biggest impact, the thing that that really changed everything for me um, was I I did a mission trip to Rwanda Mm -hmm. and there were friends of mine that had adopted children um, from Rwanda a few years prior and they were they were going back because they wanted to find out if they could help other orphans that that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in 2013, I, I 
I had quit my job and, um, and I had a, a dream job kind of slipped through my hands and I was struggling to get back on track. And these friends of mine, they called me up and it was, I mean, if you want to talk about a higher power, yeah, uh, like it's, divine it's, intervention. It's, yeah, it's this higher power that's just kind of guiding me. And I feel like I've always been able to pick up on these hints and these and these mm. clues. And so when they asked if I wanted to go to Africa to do a mission trip, I I thought about it for maybe a day and I just said, yes, I'm in. We went there and it was for about a week and a half. Uh, I wasn't certified in yoga or anything, but I wanted to teach these kids a few poses and, and teach them a little bit about Great. what I've learned so far. Uh, so as we land in Kigali at the time, you had to, any visitors to to that city had to take a tour of the Kigali Genocide Memorial. Mm. And this is, this, this museum, it, mm. it would make the toughest man cry. Mm. Um, after the museum, we had a few days to kind of bond with the children. And then it came time for me to, to give my part. Mm. To, and we're having fun. I've got music in the background. We're, we're <laughs> laughing, we're playing and, and everybody's having a good time. And I remember there, I, I went into, um, I started to teach them Virabhadrasana three, warrior three. Uh-huh. And uh, as I went into it, I kind of glanced up and I saw all those children just they're in the pose and they're in the moment. <laughs> and right then and there, I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, it is just the it's the weirdest feeling. Um, so we okay. come back to the States that very same week. I start looking, scouring the Internet, trying to find uh, a place to to do my certification, and and that's when I came and found the Breed Together family, and mm-hmm. I started working on the certification right then and there, and it changed everything. That's I had a incredible. new perspective on life, on on children, on myself, sure. um, and so that was that was just a a, a game changer for me. Sounds like it. An amazing spark. Well, when we talk about the spark too, you know, it's so much about where we see love and service coming together. And so that sounds to me like what you've just described is your heart was ready to just open wide. And then how is it that I'm able to serve? How can I give? And then I'm sure that you had so much that you felt you returned or you received in return. Is that right? Like what, what would be the gifts that you think come to mind in terms of why you well, show up for me um i get kind of um it's kind of a high for when i can help someone yeah um when when i can inspire a little bit of laughter a little bit of joy in somebody uh that that fills my cup and that's okay. that's all i really need to kind of keep going and and it's it's I feel like it's kind of contagious. Like as soon as, as soon as I feel that, and then it starts to spread to other people, I, I feel like they want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so activity. Yeah. It just, it just keeps me going. And, and, um, and I look for that in, in almost everything that I do. It's like, That's... I just, 
I've, I've had this role. I'm, I'm a middle child. So I was always the peacekeeper. <laughs> no more. We know, we know you all <laughs> children out there, all my sisters, we always talk about birth order. It's fascinating. Yeah. Right. So I, I hate to cut you off, but, um, but birth order it's is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. I said, I feel like that's, it's been my job since, since day one. <laughs> yep. The mediator. Maker, negotiator. Yeah. Right. Mediator for right. sure. Well, yeah. when you, cause this is what we're looking at, you know, when you think about, you know, and this is with this podcast, oftentimes when we're looking at our guests, um, people, they do what they do because they feel like, that's what they want to do. They're not thinking of it as any positive ripple effect and how am I an influence on others? Um, And I know you've talked a little bit about like the impact that you want to make, but it's coming from a place of like humility and servanthood. That's what I know about you. And so when I think about that and what warms your heart, you talk about seeing people with joy and happiness and maybe in that whole learning mode. Um, when you really are looking at that at a bigger scale, what is it that you see as the potential? Ooh. The big well, ripple. And yeah. how just, we talked um, about this part, so now. Yeah. So, this, um, this may sound a little weird, but I just, I, I wish that, I wish that more people could kind of see the world through my eyes. Um, So when I was in San Jose, I was able to start a youth yoga program at at my children's school. Mm. And it it began really simple with mindful moments and and practicing poses with my, my daughter's kindergarten class. And it evolved into yoga for the teachers there uh Mm. and also i started teaching to several other classes and the impact of that finally hit me one day when i came onto campus and i saw two classes practicing yoga and breathing techniques on the playground and it was without any prompting or aid from me Mm. um it was just it was just starting to happen and and that type of thing it it just didn't happen before I was there. And I know that there were, there were other yoga instructors that had children at our school. But uh, for me, I just, I felt like, why wouldn't we bring this into the school? And so you, you start to see, you, you start to see these ripples, right. And it, and, and it's starting to get bigger. And so then when I ran for, uh, Tomball ISD Board of Trustees, uh, you know, people, people would say, oh, wow, you're, you're, you're running for, for the board. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you're really brave. And I thought, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> you said um, civil servanthood is no, it's no stranger to you based on yeah. your upbringing. And yeah, it feels like it's almost in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. And in both of those situations, I didn't feel like it was this game changing thing. Um, it was just the right thing to do. Yeah. And I love that call to action. I, that you have. Yeah. I it. It's, it's um, I feel like when, 
when I decided to become active and vocal, um, people felt empowered to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just a normal, I'm a normal guy. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm any better or any less than anyone. Um, but I also feel like this is a natural human desire to be helpful and to be kind and, and happy. And sometimes we need a little bit of direction, Yes. but making mindful and thoughtful decisions is, is contagious. And Mm. Once we feel that that sensation of uplifting um, another person, it it becomes something that you just, well, at least I can't get enough of. Yeah, I, I love think, that. I think sometimes people, you know, and, and so true, right? Like the human, we can never underestimate the power of human connection, just the, the, the want to help another. Um, and... I think, you know, a lot of people have that sentiment, but maybe they're scared or they don't know how or like, you know, put, it, it takes an element of putting yourself out there. So were there any things that you kind of came head to head with personally to push past, you know, gaining more confidence and just being able to start and, and, and you know, take forward movement? Because um, maybe it's not in everyone's DNA. Do you have any advice for, for that person? <laughs> Um, you know what is is not that that I'm fearless because I do I do really contemplate the decisions that I make especially when it came for running for the board uh it was something that I didn't I didn't want negative things to happen to my children and my wife uh due to what I might do or say and in that whole campaign process um but What's a good way to to put this? Um, Sounds like you almost had a deeper burning desire inside to do it anyway, but to be mindful about your conversations. Yes, that's that's true. But, you know, when I'm when I'm uh, trying new things, uh, when I'm putting myself out there, um, I think about it for a little while and then I just stop thinking about it and I just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've done that with a lot of things in my life and <laughs> it just works for me. I don't know how it keeps working. <laughs> um, Again, divine intervention, helping you out, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, the path. I've really put myself in some, in some situations that, um, that, I look back on and I say, oh, wow, <laughs> I shouldn't have dove in headfirst on that one. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a really good support group around me. Mm. Uh, I've always tried to surround myself with really good friends, people that um, that that I look up to, that yeah. I want to elevate and say, wow, if I could if I could be a little bit like that person, then then it's going to take me. It's going to take me a little Beautiful. bit further. Uh, so I think that's, that's the, that's one great of the tip. biggest things for me. That just is a great myself with, with just an amazing support group. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing is you've, we've talked about what warms your heart and that, that positive ripple effect. Sometimes there's also something inside that breaks our heart, you know, something that feels like, you know, you talked about running for the board of trustees. We've just had an election 
there's a lot to kind of focus on in our world. And so I'm wondering if you could kind of flip the coin a little bit and thinking about what breaks your heart, but what feels like that catalyst for positive direction in our world from your, from the lens of your eyes. From, from where I come from, um, the thing that, that really breaks my heart and also at the same time inspires me is, is when I see injustice. Um, so after, after seeing George Floyd murdered mm -hmm. on TV and then not too much longer from that, uh, seeing Jacob Blake shot in the back by police officers, mm -hmm. um, it really, it really just triggered me. And, mm -hmm. and I had a, I had a nice cry. I hadn't cried like that in a while. Um, mm -hmm. And it was crying, it was punching pillows, it was, it was really just getting me fired up. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is there's a long history of unarmed black men being assaulted and murdered. Yeah. And when I think of people like Medgar Evers, Oscar Grant, Elijah Martin, James Byrd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the list it's just way too long. Um, it gives me, it gives me pause and it instills a little bit of fear in my heart. Mm. Um, I mean, these were people who died just because they were black. Mm -hmm. And that scares me because I know that it could happen to me, but the weird thing is I've kind of accepted that mm. over the years, but it scares the hell out of me when I think about my son and my daughter. I was going to say you have two children and I know you're involved in the school as well, your kids' school. So when you think about that and, and that, I mean, it's heartbreaking to kind of see that just because of the color of somebody's skin, that they would be that much more vulnerable in society. So what is the future that you see as an optimal state for your children, for the children that you're with? What would you like um, to see? So <laughs> it goes back to this is middle school. Um, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. It's Tough time for everybody. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going it's gonna go completely a different direction than you think. Uh, so I was in I was in this group. Uh, my my brother uh, he's a year older than me, and so I kind of followed his lead on a lot of things. But there was a Star Trek group in my in my school, <laughs> and uh, they had meetings and parties and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and so I got into Star Trek, and Star Trek was one of the first times that um, that I realized that we actually have a chance to coexist. Mm. Uh, without war, without racism. Uh, and it was a specific episode. I'm watching it, and I, I remember it to this day. I'm watching this episode, and, uh, and two of the casts are in the cafeteria. And I'm looking in the background for some reason. I'm, I'm paying attention to the show, but I'm looking in the background, and there's 
this kind of alien and that kind of alien. And then there's a black person and a white person. And then there's like just all these, all these mixtures of races and ethnicities and, and aliens and creatures, yeah. <laughs> gender, culture, yeah. all, everything. And I was like, wow, that, that looks like a good thing. Uh, a lot of the places um, that I've grown up, um, I've been, I've been probably the, the only black person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of my friends in high school went to uh, primarily uh, white high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with college. Uh, so I, I had a lot of white friends and I kind of saw a different side of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would go back and see my family and I'm, and I was like, why is it, why is it so different? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we shared a lot of same interests, but it just seemed like some people had, had so much given to them and then mm-hmm. other people were just kind of kept down and I've just, I've just been fighting against that, I think for my entire life. So what I'm hearing is just kind of to, where are the opportunities to have more of an equal starting point um, to take a look at where privilege can actually support others so that there can be this ability to coexist and not have anything differentiated based on the color of our skin or, Right. The gender that we came out with or what have you. It's just really a matter of we're all part of the human family. Right. And I think that the the thing is, is that mentality, it has to start at those early years. Mm -hmm. It really does. Uh, Like your your kindergarten, first grade. Let's let's start talking about it now. Uh, So it doesn't become this thing that is whispered about. We can we can discuss each other each other's differences. Um, that's that's really what I would like to see uh, from the future of 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 our of our country. Yeah, educating our children at that early age and letting them know that yes, we're different, but we're a lot. A lot of us we're the same. Yeah. Uh, just because you have a different view and just because you you call your God one thing and then this person calls their God another thing, <laughs> you, you all <laughs> are yeah. sharing this belief in a higher power and about justice and, and equality. Yeah. Just call it different things. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's interesting, come- too, because I, you know, I, I listen to, you know, it starts at the youth and starts with our children and all, and I'm not a mom yet. Um, but it's, you don't have to be a mom or a teacher, right. To influence. We all have a neighbor kid on our street or just some, some little person in our lives, um, Mm -hmm. that we can kind of just keep an extra eye out for, um, you know, just pay closer attention. Cause I remember you saying too, Lonelle, like about, there was this teacher in San Jose that really inspired you. And she's, teaching all sorts of topics to really young children. And it's like, we need to not underestimate our, our youth, (laughs) our kids are coming with new consciousness. (laughs) Re-educate. Like you were saying what the Jim Crow laws and and it's really getting into breaking down systemic racism and prejudice and oppression. And you were saying something like the kids look at it, like, why, why would we think any different than everybody being the same? Right. Was there something, was there truth to that? Well, 
Yes. So um, Kate Bill is the best teacher I've ever met. Um, <laughs> she did so much with these children. So in in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, my my son was lucky enough to have the same teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I got firsthand witness of of what it's like to be in her classroom because it was a parent participation classroom. Um, and there were a lot of times that I said, hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like, do they have to learn about Jim Crow laws yet? <laughs> Jim Crow laws yet? Uh, do they have to learn about LGBTQ? Um, and and she broke it down in such a way that it it went along right along with her lesson plans. Amazing. <laughs> and, and it was seamless. And yeah. the children realized that, um, that they were less things that a lot of us adults haven't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to just, yeah, how to accept people for just being another human being. Uh, they came up with all these revelations about, um, you know, this, like when we're talking about Jim Crow laws, they couldn't understand why white people could do this and why black mm-hmm. people couldn't do this. I said, well, what does it make a difference? Because they're looking at their friends and it's all different, different mm-hmm. ethnicities yeah. in the classroom. And they thought, well, I would want my friend to come play with me. And I wouldn't want my friend to have to go to a different restaurant to me. Yeah. And like, what? <laughs> you got to just... love teachers that make that accessible. And just that matter of factness that comes through from a child's peer viewpoint. Yeah. Really? I know Jess ha- wants to talk with you a little bit about how you keep your fire lit, um, because that's one thing that when we do start to get into, um, you know, and there's a wonderful quote that says struggle is where the magic happens, but we all are going to face struggle and we have some huge um, things ahead of us to kind of look at. How do we bring it into this sense of coexistence? Um, so, yeah, I, you. you know, I was thinking about this question. It's and, and time is such a weird thing right now. You know, a day feels like a week sometimes and a week feels like a day. So what is keeping your spark lit today? Um, so it's, it's changed over time, but right now, the thing that really keeps me going is I can't, I can't let my children grow up in the same kind of climate that I grew up in Mm. it just it just can't happen um I've been inspired by this generation um because I've I got to a point and I heard this uh this was um (laughs) part of part of uh the music that I used to listen to back in the day um Tupac once said that uh you know white people are afraid of young black males because we're strong. We have a lot of fire and, um, and, and we can do anything. But he says, as we get older, we get into our thirties and our forties, then that fire starts to extinguish uh, Mm -hmm. because we've just been, we've been just broken down over so long. Um, And I felt like that happened to me. I became desensitized to all the racism. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, 
I just thought of it as this is the way it is. And this is the way it always has been. And this is the way it will be. And this younger generation, um, they're amazing. They've got, they've got so much fire and they stand up and they don't, they don't really take a lot of crap. Yeah. And they make t-shirts and, and bandanas and, and apps. And I mean, they have both elements like passion and so many creative skills. I'm always blown away. Yeah. yeah. Tools to create yeah. a movement. It's incredible. It, um, you know, you, you see, you see all those kids, um, after, um, uh, Sandy hook, all those kids yeah. that yeah. said, Hey, you know what? This shouldn't be like this. Let's get up and do something about it. And they organized and yep. Common these are sense. high school kids. And yeah. in my high school years, I was, I wasn't thinking about, uh, social justice and, and obviously we didn't have the same, we didn't have the same uh, issues that they have today as, as far as, you know, the, the, um, the mass shootings in schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have fire drills, they have shooting mm-hmm. drills. Yeah. Um, we had tornado yeah. drills and, and things like that. And so they've grown up in a different world and it's, it's really lit them. And, and I'm just taking a cue from them. And I mm-hmm. want, I want my children to see that too. Like, don't, I love that. What I'm hearing you say, too, is here you are called to support children and to take a look at, you know, how can we can create a different future, right, where we can really do start to kind of break down barriers. And at the same time, you are getting fulfilled and inspired by the youth. And that's one of the amazing things about sometimes when we look at ripple effects, there's this beautiful um, kind of full circle effectiveness right. that goes on. That's really inspiring. It really is. It really yeah. is. And they, and you know, they, the, the children, they never cease to amaze. Um, they, they've always got something new for you. Just as soon as you think you've got them all figured out, they're like, Oh, let's just take a sharp left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're just oh. like the software they use. They're all always news downloads. Always new versions, right? <laughs> it's a new good stuff. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really amazing. That's so cool. You want to lead us through what uh, Monel has going on today, and then we'll finish up with some collective questions. Yeah. So let us, you know, what's what's going on for you right now? Um, what are you inspired by? If there's any, I mean, you're so involved, you know, maybe you have um, suggestions or different ways that people can get involved now. Um, and of course, we can link all of this up in the show notes too. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, you know, I just finished the, I just finished the campaign. I came up a little bit short. Um, but as I told people all along, this is the, the campaigns and the elections. That's just the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, um, I feel like I missed an opportunity when Obama was in office to actually start taking apart and, and, um, and looking and trying to make change. Uh, and, um, you know, our current president, he, I feel like he did a somewhat of an injustice, uh, because he lit everybody's fire. And now there are a lot of people that are out there and moving and, and, and doing different things. So, uh, right now I'm staying really involved with the school. Uh, I've been able to just by being in the campaign, 
Uh, it opened up a lot of doors. It, it let me meet some people that are the decision makers. And so I'm working right now on um, there's a committee that's being formed in our school districts, uh, a diversity committee. Well, we want to support you because you yeah. support so many people uh, in your community. And so anything that we can do to kind of facilitate that process would be fantastic. Awesome. Um, great. So what we typically do as we close out is we just have a series of a couple questions. These are questions that we ask of all of our guests just to kind of get a little collective response. So are you game for going through just a few of these as we close out today? All right. Yeah, it sounds like the hot seat. Yeah, a little bit of the hot seat action. But the first one's a super easy. So here's your softball. Um, if you could eat dinner and engage in dialogue with anybody, past or present, who would it be? Ooh, wow. Well, um, wow. So there are, of course, the... The obvious ones, you know, the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's. Um, but you know what? I, I recently watched this um, this documentary and it was on Sam Cooke. Mm. And I, I know Sam's Cooke music, but I didn't know about the man. Mm. This guy was incredible. He was he was one of the leaders in 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 the uh in the movement back in the day he was one of the people that got muhammad ali together with malcolm x with martin luther king uh he is one of the people that kind of spearheaded that those meetings yeah um here's another one for you this one is just curious what are you currently reading or watching these days um so uh lots of documentaries lately um, one of the things that I've been trying to do and my, <laughs> my kids are giving me a little bit of pushback on this is, uh, I'm really trying to make them aware of, of the struggle of black people over the course of history, because my children don't know this. Yes. They have never experienced it. They don't know what it looks like. Um, you know, you, you see it in books, but and, and people tell you about it, but you don't know because they yeah. never thank God they haven't had to live it. Um, but so I've been doing a lot of documentaries lately. Uh, the campaign inspired me to 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 watch some different things. So, like I said, that um, that story on Sam Cooke. Uh, mm -hmm. I also watched the documentary on on AOC, which is incredible. That lady's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so it's, it's docs, docs, docs. Cool. Uh, I think your kids, even if they may not enjoy it now, you think about it planting seeds, right? And so yes. they'll appreciate it later on. Yes, yes. I definitely went through, I showed them Remember the Titans. I showed them uh, Pride. I showed them, uh, you know, the things that they can, like hidden figures, the things that yeah. are entertaining uh, and not and you know, it's educational, but yes. it's hidden. <laughs> they don't know that they're learning. <laughs> so, I have so. one. I think this one, because I was really inspired by you and the group of people that put together a mindfully just group um, to really talk about what we could do from the different positions we are have in society to support, you know, being able to look at oppression and microaggressions and racism. 
And I remember the quote from Cornel West that says that justice is what love looks like in public at mm. what tenderness feels like in private. Love that quote. Um, what does that quote say to you? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, when, when, I, when I think of justice in general, I feel like it's, it's something that has escaped Black people for my entire life. Um, it's, uh, wow. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's a possibility. It's, it's a dream right now. Mm. Um, it's it's that thing that um like like myself uh and my mom and and my grandparents they never thought that they would see a black president they mm -hmm. definitely didn't think that they would see a female black vice president mm -hmm. um i think justice is is one of those things i I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime. Um, I'm not confident that I'll see it, but hopefully my children, they grow up and they go, wow, I never thought it happened, but here it is. Yeah. And we start the footsteps now, you know, yeah. start it now. Fantastic. The last question I have for you, what are you grateful for today? Um. You know what? I feel like I feel like I'm I'm extremely blessed. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, from the stories that I told at uh, uh, during Mindfully Just, I've I've had some situations in my life that they could have went the complete opposite way, and maybe I'm not even here right now. Mm. Um, for for me to be in the in the position that I'm in especially during this pandemic where I'm able to live somewhat comfortably. Uh, my kids don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming. Mm. Um, I have an amazing wife. Uh, I, I'm blessed to be in this position and it's like, I, I can't say this enough. It's, it doesn't feel like anything that, that I've done. I feel like I've been led down this path and, and I picked up on the hints and the clues as they came up and, and made a lot of the right decisions and, and got saved from a lot of the wrong decisions. Um, and, and a little bit of divine intervention that helped me from some situations that I couldn't help but be in. Yeah. Um, so I'm blessed today. I really am. I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for being here with you too. Thank you for sharing so much of you and your heart and your compassion. And we just want the world to know more about you and really continue to be inspired by your 
just your dedication and the notion that you live by that, you know, get involved. Um, how do you do that? You just get started. You put one foot in front of the other. Um, and this is just really thought about just that, you know, you can, you absolutely can. So why wait for somebody else? So right. thank you so much for your time so and for sharing so much of your story with us. And uh, we want to, we want to promote you because you're doing amazing things. So thank you. Right. You're very welcome. I appreciate uh, being here with you today. Thank you for tuning in to another impactful conversation. We hope you take some time to let the wisdom and stories of those who shared sink in. We welcome you to engage with us on our social channels at realize.love on Instagram, on our Facebook page, and via our virtual voicemail speak pipe. Links to both those can be found in the show notes below. Also, special treat, be sure to check out our online resource hub for listeners, that's right, for you, where you can gain access to resources to support you in making your own positive ripple effects, actualizing love. Until next time, be true, be real, be you.